afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. How's everybody doing today? February 1st. Happy February 1st to all of you, and happy birthday to the Supreme Court. Today in 1790, February 1st, this was the day that the Supreme Court convened for the very first time. Uh, you know, you uh, you don't want me to have a history class on the history of the Supreme Court. No, no, you don't want that. I don't know. It, it might interest some of you. I mean, it is very interesting. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm very interested by it. But, you know, if we had to to talk through where the Supreme Court started and where we are now and the steps along the way, many of us, just our blood pressure would go through the roof. I know it would. I mean, mine would, and I've got I've got some pretty low, you know, calm blood pressure, you know. But a show about that would just, mm. uh, you know, we've got some 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 things to dive into that's probably going to do that to us anyway. All right. So the past couple of days, we've been we've been talking about the exodus from public schools, and we're, we're watching this, and it's quiet. It, it's a quiet exodus. Because the media isn't talking about it. You're not hearing about it on the uh, the fake news channels. There isn't anybody covering this. Nobody's picking it up. We're talking about it here, though, because it's our objective to shine the light of truth on the landscape, the educational landscape throughout the country, and also to shine the light of hope. So... The light of truth is that uh, parents are leaving public schools in droves. What's a drove, you ask? You know, I don't know. I guess we'd have to look it up. Uh, it, you know, the, the expression obviously refers to a lot. You, you know, they're, they're leaving in chunks. They're leaving in groups. Uh, a lot of elementary schools, the enrollment since 2020, since COVID, the enrollment is down uh, in some cases, 20, 30, 40, 50% and higher. Okay, this is a big deal. Uh, and it's it's a big deal, and, and Democrats are, are taking note of it. And they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're, we're losing control of these kids, so we've got to start enacting laws that will put the clamps on this. Now, uh, the other day, I read to you this letter out of Michigan. The Michigan Department of Education sent this letter to uh, state lawmakers early January, you know, and, and under the the guise of of the safety of the kids, because we don't know where these kids are, and we want to make sure they're safe. So we're really going to have to start tracking them. Now they're going to have to start registering. They're going to have to register if they want to homeschool or be in a private school or or a parochial school because we have for their safety, you know, under the guise of safety. And and what it amounts to is the Democrats realize that they are that American parents, American families are awake to the ploy. And they, they get this, they understand it, they see that that you know parents are are coming out of their stupor. And and as they as they pull their kids from the indoctrination camps, uh the the, the Democrat uh, legislative powers that be are going to begin to 
you know, try to get legislation passed. Now, Michigan is a blue state. You know, they're trying to make it happen here in a, in a blue state. Oklahoma, however, is a red state. Uh, and there is a, a representative in Oklahoma that is putting forth uh, House Bill 4130. Uh, it's an act that's relating to children and, and the juvenile code. Uh, however, there are there are amendments you know that are attached to this act and the juvenile code that uh, are are very far reaching. Now, you know this is Oklahoma. Uh, I'm just going to read you know some of these amendments to you. Ah, uh, you know I might offer my I might offer my comment. Uh, I, I might offer some, uh, you know, commentary as we go. The point here is that 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 we're aware. Now, you might not live in Oklahoma, and you might be like, eh, it's Oklahoma. You know, but why do I care? I don't live in Oklahoma. Well, it's important for, if, if only for this reason. Oklahoma is a red state. And we have to watch and see what the left is attempting to do, even in a red state, because this this is them, you know, kind of forecasting their hand. Now they're they're doing the same thing here in a blue state, but but just listen to some of these amendments. All right, coming out of a red state, uh, on or before the school district start date. Parents making the decision to choose homeschooling, pod schooling, micro school, or micro schooling shall submit a letter of intent to the Department of Human Services. Why to the Department of, of, of Human Services? Why not to the Department of Education? Again, you know, this is under the guise of safety. We have to make sure that the children are safe. So the letter of intent is sent to the Department of Human Services. The letter of intent shall include the parents' names and social security number, the uh, child or children's names, the home address, the names of any other individuals living within the home, the names of any associated individuals or organizations assisting with the child's or children's schooling, and a brief statement for the decision of the schooling. It, you know, so they, it, if, if, if Uncle Joey, you know, lives with you or, or grandma and grandpa live with you, it, you know, their, their names are going to, are going to go on this list. They're going to go on a registry because we have to know who's around this child for the safety of the child. Okay, other individuals uh, associated or organizations associated with assisting uh, the, the, the child's schooling. So, you know, let's say um, your child takes piano lessons and you count that as a music class. Well, does the piano teacher's name have to be on the list? Hey, yep. Mm -hmm. Let's say, you know, she takes swimming lessons. Does the swimming coach's name have to be on the list? Yep. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, this is this is very broad. You know, anything uh, or any individual or association. So, if you're involved in a co-op, 
you know, who are the who are the teachers at the co-op? Who are the other homeschool moms and dads at the co-op that are involved in teaching? Guess what? Their names are on the list. Additionally, you have to provide a brief statement for why you're even making this decision. Okay, well, why do you need to know? Why does the government need to know why I decide to homeschool? All right, it's it's none of their business. But I, okay, here we go. Uh, the 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 amendments continue. Any change to or from the decision to homeschool, pod school, micro school, or change school districts, whether a result of a move or otherwise, shall require a subsequent letter of intent containing the information outlined above. All right, so if you you decide, I don't want to homeschool anymore, you've got to then provide another letter of intent. Or if you then decide you want to go to a private Christian school, a classical Christian school, you have to provide another letter of intent. You're moving to a different county. you got to provide another letter of intent. Section H, when the Department of Human Services receives a letter of intent, it shall perform an initial background check on parents, other adults within the home, and any adults assisting in the children's schooling. Uh, so you guess what? You're, you're guilty regardless. I mean, you're guilty. They're going to do a background check on you. you. You do not have the right to homeschool your child until they do a background check on you. I mean, this is the the language of the bill. I mean, it's not enacted right now. Uh, you know, but if this bill passes, you, you, in order for you to in order for you to to teach your child math, you you'd need a a background check. So, are we going to get to the point where they're going to start doing uh, you know background checks you know for for new families that want to have children? You um, <laughs> you know if 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 you want to have a child, do you have to to write a letter of intent? to the Department of Human Services so they can do a background check on you before you actually decide uh, to, to have children? Where's the difference? <laughs> You're the parent. And it, 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 this bill would require you as the parent to, to have to, to get a background check in order for you to homeschool your child. You live with the child. So, you know, are they going to start requiring background checks to even have children? This, this is insane. Okay, that was um that was H. Here, here comes I. Section I, the department shall maintain a system to conduct biannual checks of the database and compile a database of individuals, facilities, and organizations that perform and assist with homeschooling, pod schooling, or micro schooling. So not only are they doing background checks, you know what, they're going to start tracking you. Yeah, yeah, you're in a database. 
and and they're gonna they're gonna check this biannually. Not only you, but any individual who has any role at all in the homeschooling. Ah, uh, subsection J, request to pursue instruction in the home shall not be authorized if there is pending child abuse or neglect investigations against either custodial parent or person instructing the child, or if either custodial parent or a person instructing the child has ever been convicted of domestic violence or child abuse or neglect. If, uh, okay, and, and there it is, okay? It's for the safety of the child. And, and, and we are the only ones who can determine if the child's going to be safe or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the government is the only one. You know, mom and dad, they are not in a position to determine if the child's going to be safe. I mean, they're certainly not in a position to homeschool. I mean, they're probably too incompetent to homeschool anyway. And they should probably just leave the child in the tender, gentle, loving care of, uh, you know, the government. Oh, okay, Section K, if the request for home-based educational instruction is denied by the department, an explanation for the denial shall be furnished in writing to the applicant by the department. This act shall become effective November 1st, 2024. So, the uh, the Department of Human Services, not the Department of Education, the Department of Human Services in Oklahoma, this bill would give the Department of, of Human Services far-reaching, ever-expanding authority into the lives of everyday citizens in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have the right just to homeschool at will. You would have to uh, write a letter of intent and apply. And, and then the, the Department of Human Services then would have the authority to accept, approve, or deny your, your application to homeschool. Uh, this is, uh, and, and even, if they, uh, even if they approve your application to homeschool, everybody and their brother's getting background checked. Everybody and their brother's going to be tracked. And they're going to be they're going to be tracked biannually. I mean, there's a record, there's a database. Oklahoma's going to want to know what's going on. Now, here's the question that I that I'm going to ask you, and and I know that you know the answer. It's a rhetorical question. Who, pray tell, do you think is the sponsor of this bill? Now, I shouldn't say who. Let me rephrase it. The representative who is sponsoring this bill, what party do you think they belong to? If you said the Democrat Party, you would be 100% accurate. You win the grand prize. It's a Democrat. It's a Democrat who's saying, mm, we just, uh, I just don't trust those parents. I, I, I'm upset because, because they're pulling little Johnny from the indoctrination camp down the road. And then they're going to start, you know, doing their own indoctrination. How dare we allow parents to indoctrinate their kids and 
and and and faith and beliefs and values that the parents want the kids to have. Why we can't allow this to happen? We must put the clamps on it, but we're going to do it under the guise of safety. Then, then we'll get the support of the community. If we do it under the guise of safety, we're not going to really tell them, you know, that we just want overreach. You know, we're, we're going to hope and pray, or we don't pray, but we're going to hope that that they're not smart enough to, to catch onto the overreach. And they're just going to say, oh, yes, it's for the safety of the kids. Go ahead. We should have thought of this long ago. Absolutely, we volunteer to be on your list. Absolutely, we we volunteer to to have to apply with a letter of intent. Well, uh, I, I don't think the parents are are that stupid. I, I don't. I, I don't think parents are, will, will will fall for that. I don't think they're going to buy that line. These are parents who, whose eyes are opened. They see what's happening in public schools they're they're awakened to it and they want their kids out and and they want to to have an opportunity to either school the children on their own or put them in in an education of of value of merit an education that's actually going to be worth something that's actually going to teach the child something (laughs) And instead of, you know, convince the child that she is he or he is she, uh, you know, there's not going to be some communist leftist uh, rewriting of history. You know, actual history is going to be taught. That's that's what's happening here, my friends. And it's happening all over the country. This is good. This is good news. Our eyes are opening. All right, we're up against the break. We will pick this up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code out loud, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CoFixRx because it works. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot, and we are happy to have you on board. 
Uh, congratulations on being a part of the Outloud family. Uh, it is a, uh, it's just a wonderful place to be. It's, it's a wonderful place to get news and information. Why? Why you ask? Because it's accurate. Because the news and information that you will find here at America Out Loud is accurate. It's not fake. It's not made up. Not contrived. It is the real deal. And, uh, you know, those of us that are here and, and are a part of it, including the audience, we, we love it. We love it. And we're just, uh, we're happy you guys are here. All right. So uh, we're, we're, we're talking about the the mass exodus from public school. You know, parents' eyes are opening. But there's something else going on. Uh, you know, there's something, there's... Um, there's two different types of, of individuals here that are a part of the exodus. Now, the first group is a, a group that, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time on, and that would be the group of, of parents who are like-minded as we are, whose eyes are opening, and they, they've seen what's happening in those buildings, and they don't want their kids to be a part of it. And so they have, you know, quietly, as I say, this is this is a quiet exodus. They've quietly pulled their child. Um, I mean, it it might not be quiet locally, but nationally, it's it's quiet. It's not making a lot of headlines. And uh, it, you know, so this group of parents, their eyes are open, and you know, they're just they want an education that's real and true. All right. There's a second group. Uh, of of parents that uh you know they're like this i saw what was going on you know during covid and this is garbage and what's the point of education if this is what's happening and and there's no motivation to send their children and their children are not motivated to actually get up and go and because the kids aren't motivated to get up and go because they know what they're learning is bunk they know there's no value in it you know, the parents, after seeing what was happening, they're not motivated to, to send their kids because they also realize there's no value in it. Uh, then we've got this brand new category. We've touched on it a little bit, uh, but it's it's got a name, and the name is missing. They're considered missing kids. Uh, they're just, you know... They're just not showing up. They've just, um, you know, they've made this decision. Uh, I'm not going to school. The other day we were talking about the exodus out of Missouri and Kansas. And I recorded that article that we Oh, here it is. Thousands of students in Kansas and Missouri have left public education. And then they're going to give us the answer. Then they say, here's why. But in the middle of this article, uh, it says thousands of students across the country still haven't returned to the classroom since the pandemic shut schools down for months. An estimated 230,000 students were considered missing in the fall of 2021. All right. Now, we've here we are two years removed. We've had the fall of 22, fall of 23. Uh, you know, so, it, but at this point, two years ago, 
almost a quarter of a million kids just said we're not going back. Uh, the article says that the demographic changes or increase in private school or homeschooling couldn't account for their disappearance from public education. Uh, and again, not all of the the, the states. I shouldn't say it. I should say it this way: some states are are, are more stringent or severe in how they and uh, and their tracking methods for for children that are educated in other ways outside of public schools. But but you know, so some are more stringent than others. But you know, based upon best estimates, the the increased enrollment in homeschooling and private education did not account for nationally an additional 230,000 kids. So now we have this, this missing category. Uh, the article says students have since slowly made their way back to varying forms of education or they've aged out of school, leaving about 50,000 kids unaccounted for. I mean, that's still a lot. This uh, article here out of the New York Times is entitled, Where are the Students? And this is from September this past year. Attendance at school has, be has come to feel more optional than it did before the pandemic. Uh, and then it, you know, talks about how, you know, back in the day when we were kids, you know, granted, we didn't want to go to school, but we still went. And we still had parents that that made us go. You know, the article says, for as long as schools have existed, there have been morning struggles. Nonetheless, children overcame them almost every day, sometimes with a strong nudge from parents. Going to school was the normal thing to do. But then suddenly, it wasn't. Hmm. Suddenly, it just decided, you know, it just became not that big of a deal. The article continues, the long school closures during the COVID pandemic were the biggest disruption in the history of modern American education. And those closures changed the way many students and parents think about school. Attendance, in short, has come to feel more optional than it once did. And absenteeism has soared remaining high, even as COVID has stopped dominating everyday life. Okay. The key sentence here in that paragraph, um, the longest school closure during the COVID pandemic, the biggest disruption in the history of modern American education. And here it is. And those closures changed the way many students and parents think about school. All right. So now we've got a, a whole second category here. In addition to the first category of parents, you know, waking up and, and saying, I want my child to have a real education, we've got a second group. And they're saying, what's the use? I mean, if this is all they're going to do, if this is, you know, I don't see value in any education. Now, that's not good. That, that, <laughs> that's not a good thing to uh, to think. It's not a good way to think. But nonetheless, this is a this is a second category that we've got, and these kids are just missing, uh, and it's unfortunate that that they saw the education that was happening, 
And then they said, there's no value in education, period. It's all, you know, it's all garbage. We're all being, you know, fed a pack of lies. Not even that, that they're being, you know, fed a pack of lies. Yeah, but some of the lessons were, you know, go to YouTube and watch this video. And then, you know, tell me what you think about it. Or, you know, go answer these questions and complete this packet. And and so it, the kids are just almost going through the motions. They've got to fill out this assignment and they got to hand it in. And then, you know, they get a grade just because they, they did the assignment. It, it, and so the question I ask is, is there any learning that's that's taking place? Is there any um, comprehensive thought that the kids are being asked to to to, to engage in? Is there a discussion about an issue? Is there is there an opportunity to talk through a moral dilemma? You know, is there you know can can we can we talk through how how understanding you know uh, geometric shapes can uh, can you know help us in, in this area or that area or, the, or you know the other area? Is there any actual truth thought happening? Is there any uh, you know? And this is what the this is what kids and, and parents were were seeing that you know there isn't any of this going on. You know they're they're watching this this YouTube video and then they're handing you know completing this packet and they're handing it in and. You know, so it, it comes down to that there's just no value. It's an education without value. And so now we have a, a whole brand new category. And it's um, and they're, they're referred to as missing, missing in action. Uh, this article continues and says, on an average day last year, the 2022-23 school year, close to 10% of K-12 students, but we're not there. They're not present. Yeah, that's a lot of kids nationally. You know, any given day, it, it you know, it, it it doesn't matter. You you pick a day, any given day, on, on an average day last year, 10% were absent. And then tomorrow, 10% are absent. And it might not be the same 10. And then the next day, 10% are absent, and the next day, and the next day, we just keep going through this. Um, about one quarter of U.S. students qualified as chronically absent, meaning that they missed at least 10% of school days, which amounts to about three and a half weeks. Uh, and, and this number is vastly higher than before COVID. Before COVID, it was, it was not this high. Now, the article doesn't tell us what it was before COVID, but New York Times just says, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 you know, I get it. Granted, it's the New York Times, um, you know, but I, I don't know. I tend to trust them on this because, you know, they're 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 so far left. I would think that they would not even want to talk about this. And since they are talking about it, it makes me think. Well, okay. There might be some truth. I could be wrong. You know, maybe maybe I'm I'm being too uh, too trusting of the times here. You know, but it says uh, that these numbers are vastly higher than before COVID. Now, uh, three and a half weeks is a lot of time to miss. 
I mean, school starts, let's say, uh, you know, school starts September 1st. But you don't show up to school until, you know, almost, you know, September, you know, 26th, 27th. You know, you're halfway through that last week of September. You have missed a chunk. I mean, a chunk. And are you able then to recover? I mean, if you're going to miss that much time, that much schooling, are you actually going to, you know, make the effort to make up the work? My guess is no. My guess is that you realize that your education is a joke and you're just going to, you know, the, the teacher's going to give you this packet and you're going to, you know, fill out these answers. You're going to get on the internet, you're going to find the answers and you're going to hand it back in. And in your heart of hearts, students aren't dumb. In their heart of hearts, whether they're consciously asking this question or not, unconsciously, they might be asking, you know, where's the value in this? Really, what what is this doing for me? Where's the good? Now, this uh, this is unfortunate. This is a travesty. It's a shame. It's disappointing. It's shocking that we've gotten to this point where we have now this category of missing. And the and and friends, the only reason they're missing is because they know there's no value in the education they're receiving. Uh, Thomas D., who's the Stanford economist, who's really been doing a lot of the work on this, uh, he says, I'm just stunned by the magnitude. I mean, that, that's his comment. He's stunned by the magnitude of the 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 the, the, the missing kids, the absenteeism. He's shocked. He's stunned by it. Uh, I'm not really that that shocked. I mean, I'm 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 disappointed, but I'm not shocked. You, you know, people are smart. They are. You, you're not gonna to to be able to to pull the wool over their eyes for very long before they start realizing, oh, you know, there's just no value in this, and I could go be somewhere else doing something else. I could actually be enjoying myself. Why do I have to come and sit and, you know, sit in this building for seven hours? Now, I, listen, I'm, I'm I'm not promoting this. I'm not happy about this, but I'm not shocked about it either. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. And then we have some genius lawmakers in Ohio. Did you see this? Where is that? Uh here it is. This is just, uh, oh man, I'm almost I'm coming up on the break. Do I want to? Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this. This is just, um, uh, all right. This is out of Ohio. Uh, two lawmakers out of Cincinnati are proposing that they start paying kids to go to school. Yeah, you heard that right. You know, we just, we can't get the kids to go. Maybe, oh, oh I, got, I got a great idea. Let's start paying them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing work. 
I mean, it's like we're we're training them to kind of get into the into the job market anyway. Right, right. Is that a great idea? Yeah, let's pay them. So, yeah, let's. Oh, you know, we'll just deposit money in their bank account, and then and then we'll kind of get them used to to being on the government dole anyway. Huh? 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 Well, so which is it? You're gonna you know encourage them to get into the job market or or, or be on the the government dole? Well, probably both, because shockingly, shockingly, this this proposal is sponsored by a Republican and a Democrat from Ohio. So the Republican is probably hoping that, you know, it'll kind of you know, get him into the job market. And the Democrats hoping, yeah, we can get him on the government dole. They'll just get used to showing up somewhere, you know, going to class and sitting around. And then, you know, they're going to get some money in their account. It'll be great. Uh, it, you know, and the Republicans probably actually hoping, yeah, they can go and actually do some work, you know, do some classwork, do some homework, and then they're going to get paid for it. And then, and, and, and then, and then they're really going to see the value of their education because they're going to get paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll show them. That'll show them there's value here. No, no, it's not going to show them that. It, it's they're just going to go. Yeah, I'm going to get money, and they're going to show up, and they're going to go back through the motions again. And it's it, it's we're just spending tax dollars for what? Just for what? All right, I, I will dive into this article in more detail on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Now, George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop. Look for ASEA cell signaling molecules liquid supplement and check out nurse michelle's recent favorite asia product renew 28 revitalizing redox gel because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when i broke my hip 
Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Okay. As promised, this this article. So I was going through it a little bit, you know, during the break. And, oh, man, I'm just... (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes you just can't help but laugh. Are you laughing at the stupidity, Dean? Probably. All right. Here it is. Uh, Ohio lawmakers propose paying kids to go to school amid an epidemic of chronic school absenteeism. Ohio lawmakers have a new idea to solve the problem. You guessed it. Pay kids to come to class. All right, kids, come on. Here's your here's your money. Uh, it, it, is this bribery? It, are we bribing them with with money? to go to school, you know, because we're not, we can't instill it in their hearts to just have, you know, the love of wonder, you know, that that's naturally in kids to want to learn things. There's this natural wonder there, especially young children. I, I granted when they get in middle school and, and, and their teen years, if it's not cultivated while they're younger, once they get, you know, older, you know, the wonder is gone. I get that. And trust me, it's not being cultivated. Uh, I promise you. I mean, maybe it is in, in some places. You know, there might be a teacher here or there. You know, there might be a, a public school here or there. But on the whole, generally speaking, there's no cultivation of wonder. Uh, you know, if there was, we wouldn't we wouldn't have this problem. We wouldn't have a category of missing. Uh, you know, we have to bribe them. We have to pay them. Okay. All right. I know. I said I'd get the article. Let's see if I can limit my uh, my commentary, shall we? No, that's not happening. All right. An Ohio bill would pay families. Here it is. Here's the amount. Are you ready for this? $500 a year for each kindergartner or ninth grader who attends school 90% of the time. Did you did you notice that? Why? Why do you think we're paying the kindergartner or the ninth grader? I mean, why not the, the second grader? What, what's wrong with the fourth grader? Well, what about that seventh grader? How about the eleventh grader? No, no, we're going to pay the kindergartner because this is the beginning of elementary school, and 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 we want to get them into elementary school because then once we get them, we're probably going to keep them. Now they're. Again, last week we were talking about Missouri and Kansas. Let me pull that part of the back. Oh, here we go. So two years ago, Wichita, so this article is talking about Kansas and Wichita is the largest district in Kansas. And uh, if you recall, the article said their headcount this school year is, is down 9% from where its peak was in 2015. All right, 9%, that's a big chunk. And we actually went through the map of of Wichita and you could see elementary school after elementary school after elementary school, 20% decline in enrollment, 30%, 35, 39. I mean, Wichita is getting hammered. I mean, people are just like, we're out of here. So two years ago, the article says, 
Wichita hired two full-time staff members and their their only job as full-time staff members of the Wichita School District, their only job was to visit preschools and daycare centers to try to recruit families. That was it. Let's go to the preschools. Let's go to the daycare centers. We got to recruit these families so we can get their kindergartners into our public schools. But the article says this year, district leaders say continued enrollment declines could force them to consolidate and close some schools. Yep, it's happening. It's going to happen. So, you know, back to Ohio, this bill would, it would pay families $500 a year. I mean, you know, a, a family, you know, might look at that and say, really? You're going to give me 500 bucks just to just to put my kindergartner in your school? Yeah, I'm going to go buy me a new flat screen TV with that $500. I'm going to put it on my wall. Thank you. Thank you, government. Thank you, Ohio. Thank you very much. I'm going to take your $500 here. You can have my kid. Yeah, that's what they're hoping. So they've started at kindergarten so they can, because that's the first year going into elementary. And then ninth grade. Well, why ninth grade? That's the first year of high school. Once we get them in, I mean, we're probably going to keep them. So we're, we're going to pay $500 for, for each kindergartner or, or for, for their ninth grader. But, but they have to attend our indoctrination camp 90% of the time. 90%. Um, if kids are missing 10% of the school year anyway, you why do we say they have to, to tend, you know, 90% of the time? Why does it even make sense? But, so this article in the New York Times says that uh, on average last year, 22-23, of K-12 students missed at least 10% of their school days. And this is, you know, this is massive. This is chronic. This is like, uh, you know, three and a half weeks. Right? It's a lot of time. And then you've got these two lawmakers in Ohio saying, we're going to pay if you attend at least 90% of the time. And the, and, and the epidemic is kids are missing, you know, 10% of the time. So Ohio lawmakers are going to, are going to pay to keep the epidemic going. <laughs> this is just, uh, are you seeing this here? I, I mean, we're just, we're watching this unfold in real time. All right. I, I, I'm reading this article for the first time to you live right here on February 1st. And we're watching stupidity unfold in real time. We have an epidemic uh, creating an entire category of missing kids because they're missing 10% of their schooling. Then we've got these two geniuses over here in Ohio that are proposing that we pay kids to go to school, but they have to go 90% of the time. Oh, oh you, you see what we're dealing with here? We are electing stupidity. It's our fault. It's our fault because we're, you know, we're casting the votes. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're not. You know, I mean, you saw what happened in Georgia in 2020. 
I mean, you got some guy over there casting, you know, 57 votes. I mean, maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. I just, this doesn't make sense to me. Oh, the bill would also give high school seniors $250 for graduating and up to $750 more if their GPAs are 3.0 or higher. This this is bribery. Okay, this is not incentive. This isn't. All right. You know, when I was a kid, my dad, uh, you know, he would give me, you know, money if, if I, you know, got a particular grade. There was one year, my seventh grade year, and I was not doing good. Uh, I was not doing well, I should say. Let's let's speak properly. I was not doing well at all. My grades were pathetic. Not only were my grades pathetic, I just wasn't doing my work. I wasn't doing homework. I was just, you know, I'm in the seventh grade. I've got zero motivation. And uh, and and so. My dad said, you know, I tell you what, if you, you know, start doing your homework or, you know, you you get your grades up to this certain point, you know, we'll, we'll go to a Tigers baseball game. And and then if, if, you, if you keep it up, we'll go to a Lions football game. And then we'll go to a, a Pistons basketball game. And then we'll go to a, a Red Wings hockey game. We're going to get them all. And uh, I was so stoked about that. You know that 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 my dad was gonna you know offer this incentive to me, uh, but more than the incentive, I was stoked because hey, I mean my dad, you know we're, we're gonna go to this game together. I mean what it boiled down to is I was gonna get to hang out with him, and uh, and it worked. It worked. I, I I started doing my work, and and I I was okay at it. You know I started seeing oh okay I can do this. I can pass these tests. I, I can study. I can do my homework. And and this is, you know, what these two government, I guess, you know, these two guys want to do. Um, you know, but it's it's not their place. Uh, you know, ultimately it, you know, parents need to uh, parents need to be providing the, the kick in the hiney to get the kids to school. But if the parent isn't seeing the value in the education, and this this comes back to my point, there's this entire class of parents, this entire group of parents, and they're not seeing the value there. Now they might start to see it if the government's going to, you know, pay them five hundred dollars a year, and two hundred and fifty for graduating seniors, and seven hundred and fifty for, you know, if the GPA is three or higher, um, you know, because you know people like money, and maybe they can be bought. Uh, I hope they can't be, but I'm not naive. The bipartisan bill is sponsored by uh, Bill Seitz, S-E-I-T-Z, maybe Seitz. He's the Republican, and Danny Isaacson, Isaacson is the Democrat, and they're both from Cincinnati. The bill says it would create a two-year pilot program for the idea, which would cost about one and a half million dollars, and you know, which means it's probably going to cost five million. You know, if they say it's only a million and a half, expect it to you know be five times that amount. Uh, not every school and student would be able to participate in the pilot. The program would target schools with low attendance. 
Seitz told the House Education Committee earlier this month, I guess when he was proposing it, he said, so we're going to pick sort of the worst of the worst on attendance and see if we can move the needle. By golly, we're going to see if we can move the needle. And even if we move it an inch, then I can you know, go back to my constituents and I can say, look, here what I did. I did this to, to get your kids in school. That's what that's all about. Uh, school absenteeism has surged since the pandemic in Ohio, as well as across the country. Isaacson says school attendance and absenteeism is probably the number one issue in education today. It's an absolute crisis. All right, uh, Isaacson, the Democrat. School attendance and absenteeism is not the number one issue. It is a symptom of the number one issue. You see, you, you've, you, you're not putting enough thought into this. It's only a symptom. The number one issue is the inadequate education that's being provided. That's the issue. The issue is the the, the lack of value in your education. It's the lack of, of merit. It's the lack of scholarship. It's the lack of wonder. It's the lack of, um, of oomph. Can I say it that way? There's no oomph in it. You know, these kids aren't pursuing truth. They're not pursuing goodness. They're not pursuing beauty. Um, now, however, there is a classical charter school in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, Cincinnati classical. We've spent some time talking about them. But they are pursuing truth. They are pursuing beauty. They are pursuing goodness, pursuing a, a classical education. It's a Hillsdale Charter School. And, and I promise you, they don't have a problem with absenteeism. Um, uh, Representative Isaacson, I guarantee you they don't have a problem with absenteeism. If they've got a problem with a waiting list. I mean, they've got people knocking on their door. They don't have enough room over there at Cincinnati Classical. They don't have enough room. And, and and you know what? And then you've got the, uh, you know these 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 public school groups and these representatives in in Ohio, these Democrats that are, you know, that are castigating Cincinnati Classical. They have they've not been forthcoming with their documents in this grant that they got. This two million dollars they don't deserve that grant. They weren't forthcoming. Um. But yet you've got these these people, you know, these two uh, representatives here in Ohio that want to pay kids to go to school because school attendance and absenteeism is the number one issue in education today. That's the problem. That's the problem with our elective, uh, elected representatives. They don't get it. They don't understand what the number one issue is. And they consider the symptom to be the issue. Well, isn't that kind of very similar to our, our, our medical state of affairs right now? It's, you know, we got to just, you know, go after the symptoms. You know, doctors aren't interested in the root causes. Uh, uh, you know, I should, mm, don't, don't get me started. I'm telling you, here we go. Uh, it's a principle we all understand well. This is a quote from Isaacson again. 
Isaacson, this person's a genius. It's a principle we all understand well, that money is motivating. But beyond that, it's about the principle that sometimes people need a nudge to get back to positive behavior. <laughs> people need a nudge. Sometimes people just need to, to, to be bribed. You know, some, we just got to bribe these kids. Look, look, just go to school. I mean, just show up so we can so we can mark your present and look good. That's all. And then I'm going to give you some money. But you just have to go. Because if you don't go, then I'm not going to look good. And and then if you go, then I can, you know, tell my constituents, look, I got you to go. And then I'm going to get reelected. That's going to be great. Hmm. In the Columbus area, about half the students miss 10% or more of the school year. So, you know, Columbus is just a little microcosm of what's happening nationally. And the New York Times said, nationally, we're looking at 10% of the population, which is a big number, uh, missing 10% of the school year, which is another big number. Uh, and it looks like it's happening here in Ohio. Um. We've tried, this is what site said, we've tried pizza day, we've tried playground hours, we've tried all kinds of foo-foo stuff. It doesn't seem to work. Uh, how about you actually try teaching the kids, right? Stop stop it with the foo-foo. And let's, let's start giving them a real, true, honest, good, wholesome education. Oh, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to stop here because, uh, however, several Republicans criticized the bill. I said I was going to stop and I kept on going. However, several Republicans criticized the bill saying it encourages an entitlement mentality. Yes, it does. That's my point. All right. That's all the time we have for today, America. I'm up against it. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. We can change this thing together. We have to unite to renovate the age. <laughs>